Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Hi everyone, this is Roland. Today I want to talk about our Creator. And I want to begin by saying something that Jesus said. He said, everyone will know you're my disciples if you have love for one another. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is how love is expressed. And now here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. He said, they'll know you're my disciples if you have love for one another. Well, let's talk about that. Love for one another. Now, how do you have love for other people? The way you have love for other people is by what you don't do. That's right. Not so much what you do, but what you don't do. See, we're always rushing around and doing for others. But maybe you can remember when people were doing things for you and you felt obligated to them or they were doing something for you and you felt like they didn't really want to do it. How many kids grow up in a home where they're basically hated. That's right, hated. And the parents do for them, but they feel like the parents are only doing it because they have to. They don't really have love. Well, everywhere you go, people are doing things to each other, but a lot of times love is expressed by what you don't do. So let's talk about that. Maybe it will simplify things for you so you can see how your parents messed up. And maybe if you can see how they messed up, how they had a wrong idea about what love is, how they made a couple of little mistakes that ruined everything. How many of you had a parent or have a a partner, for example, who somehow messes everything up? What could be a beautiful moment, they ruin it somehow. What could be a lovely day, they mess it up. And even the things they do for you, somehow it's like they're, they're out to ruin every relationship they've ever had somehow. Well, if they could just see their mistake and stop doing it, how many of you, you know that you had a mom or you had a dad or you had a, you have a husband or a wife or you had a husband or a wife and they had so many good qualities, but they kept messing everything up and you couldn't understand why they messed it up. When they gave, they gave too much. When they talked, they talked too much and like that. Well, let's talk about it. Let's begin by what I said earlier. I said that love for people is not so much what you do, but what you don't do. Now, what do we do? We resent other people. We get angry at them, and we judge them. That's right. We resent them. We get angry at them. We judge them. We condemn them. That's right. Even our own partner, our own kids, we condemn them. We form a judgment. 
That's our mistake. We resent other people. We judge them. We're angry at them. And then we feel guilty because it's wrong to resent other people. It's wrong to be angry at them. It's wrong to judge them. And so in our guilt that we do for them, that we do too much for them, and we spoil them, and we drive them away from us. But if you didn't resent them in the first place, if you didn't judge them in the first place, if you weren't angry and impatient with them in the first place, then you would be free to do for others, but not too much, without resentment. And maybe love might even shine through it. And it would be good for everybody. And they wouldn't resent you and reject you and try to rebel against you and all that stuff. If you could just see your mistake, maybe you can. Maybe you can. Who began this whole business of judging and resenting and hating? Wasn't it the devil? He's the one that started it. He wanted to mess everything up. That's right. He wanted to mess everything up. The Garden of Eden was there. It was beautiful. They were happy. There was joy. He wanted to mess it up. And how many of you have a parent who messed everything up? Or a partner that messed everything up? Well, how about you? Maybe you're messing everything up. Have you ever wondered? Maybe you are. You don't even realize it. So what is this that makes us want to mess everything up? I bet you know some people who are super talented and they find a way to lose. That's right. They find a way to lose. They find a way to mess it up. You, you've known people like that. And you can't understand it because they have so many good qualities. Well, have you ever, have you ever stopped to think that maybe it's, maybe it's what gets inside of people? Maybe the real person doesn't want to mess everything up. How about your dad? How, how many of us had a dad? Communication was not so good. You wanted to love your dad. Maybe your mom resented him. But you wanted to love him, but he was distant. He, he wasn't there for you. He separated himself. He seemed angry all the time. It was like he was bottled up. He didn't know how to, how to express a tender feeling or something. How, how about that? He messed everything up. Roland talks about Christianity in a common-sense way. He wants to see people unshackled, freed from the baggage of the past. We find your zest for discovery and adventure. Keep listening to Shedding Shackles. So, what's going on? Well... What is it that gets inside of people that causes them to mess up? Well, it's the spirit of the world. It's the spirit of the world. Whatever's out there in people that is the cause of family breakups and divorce and hurt feelings and lack of communication and leading on to violence and to war and to misunderstanding. Whatever that is in people, it gets inside of them, and it operates through them, and it slowly takes them over so that they're not free. Little by little, every aspect of them is taken over so that they can no longer express love. They can no longer be happy. 
they can no longer stop what they're doing and they can no longer enjoy the sweet, innocent things they used to enjoy. Now they can't anymore. Something is controlling them. It gets in little by little by little, see? And then it messes their life up. See, you you think, well, well, my dad messed everything up or my mom messed everything up or my husband messed everything up. Yeah, but what's inside of them messes them up. It messes with them. It messes up their thinking. It ruins their happiness. It ruins their health. And they don't want to see it. They don't want to see that there's something in them. And then they start drinking and taking pills and smoking marijuana and, you know, the rest of the story. So what is it that gets in people? It's the spirit of the world. It was there in the Garden of Eden. It got inside and now it's everywhere in people. It ruins their life and then it wants to ruin your life. It gets in them and it wants to get into you through them. Jesus said something interesting one time. He said, the prince of this world is coming, but he has nothing in me. Listen again. Maybe you never read that passage before. You heard it and it passed by. Now listen to it in light of what I've been saying. The prince of this world is coming, but he has nothing in me. But you have a lot in you, don't you? It got into you. It got into you and now it operates through you. So how does it get into you? Well, it gets into you in a couple of ways. And it got into your parents and messed them up and it messes everybody up. So here's what things you've got to watch out. First of all, it gets in through emotion. It wants you to be emotional. It wants you angry, unhappy, bitter, revengeful, excited, any kind of emotion. The stronger the emotion, it likes that because it can get into you. Some people are afraid of crowds, and well so, well so. But something gets into the crowd, doesn't it? It gets into the crowd, and then it operates through the crowd, and it's pretty scary. It gets into people. A madness sometimes sweeps over a nation. It sweeps over a, a people. It sweeps over a group. A madness, it gets into them. Well... And then what, what does it use when you see them doing terrible things, those people who it got inside of? What is it that they're operating under? It's under emotion. So emotion is something you have to watch out for. No, I'm not saying that you have to instantly give up all emotion, but I'm saying you have to begin to see it in a different light. See it for what it is. It's not good. When you were a little kid, what did you love about adults? Sometimes when they were calm, you loved them when they were calm. When they had understanding, your dad was so cool when he wasn't angry. Your mom was so cool when she wasn't resenting her husband. See? Kids at school, what came over them? Something cruel came over them, didn't it, when they would tease? Did you, have you ever noticed that? that? It was something cruel that got into them, and then sometimes several of them. It got into them and operated through them. Well, it's this, whatever you want to call it. I just called it the spirit of the world that's out there. 
We don't want to have that spirit operating through us. But it gets inside of you and you're emotional. Then there's one emotion that's even the worst of all, and it's resentment. Resentment is a form of denial, a form of hate, a form of blame, a form of condemning. And what does resentment do? It supports pride and judgment of other people. See? So you got to watch out for resentment. I've said that so many times. So if you could learn to be calmer, if you would not resent other people, right? And then you went out, you were a mom, you were a dad, a student, whatever you do, and you did it without resentment. And you saw that other people are controlled. You saw that they can. What did Christ say at the end? He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He understood that they were controlled. He understood it. And it helped him to not hate them. Do you see? Christ. Christ overcame the world. Now, what has happened to you? The world has overcome you. Your mom was too much for you. The teasing at school was too much for you. The school pressure was too much for you. Everything was too much for you. And then you got married and you didn't know how to deal with your partner and that was too much for you. And your kids came along and they upset you and made you nervous and you became selfish and it was too much. Everything was too much for you. And then the doctor bills and everything else was too much. The world overcame you. Or it's in the process of overcoming you. It's like your ship is sinking and you're bailing out water, but it's still sinking anyway. Well, you have to stop it. You have to stop that sinking. I've already given you the clue. You have to learn to calm down, be less, less emotional, and then eventually not emotional at all. And then you have to let go of resentment. Let go of judging of other people. And it helps. It helps when you've grown up and now you're the parent and now you see yourself yelling at your kids just the way your mom yelled at you. And now you say, oh, I get it. Or you're a dad and your wife is too much for you. And so you go play golf or go to work. Say, oh, I got extra work to do. And you go to work because you, you can't deal with her. Then you think back, oh, that's what my dad did. So he wasn't really rejecting me. He just, he couldn't handle my mom. So what didn't he have? He didn't have love. If your parents could have just seen their mistake, but alas, they couldn't. But maybe you can. Maybe you can. And then you can start to live a truly productive life and do good for others, not out of guilt, but out of a true concern. If you have a question for Roland, call the listener call-in line at 510-455-8851. That's 510-455-8851. So now, the spirit of the world gets into people, little by little by little by little. And then eventually the day comes where you can't be, you can't be sweet, you can't forgive. You can't let it go. See, something you can't let go. And other things you can't do. You can't say, I'm sorry. You can't. Whatever got inside of you, it won't let you. It has a hook. It has a hook on your will. Well, you need to be set free. 
You need to be set free by the Prince of Peace, by the Messiah. He came to set us free. And so he showed the way to the very end. No matter what they did to him, they were cruel to him. They mocked him. They hurt him. But he didn't hate back. They hated him, but he didn't hate them. They were cruel to him, but he wasn't cruel back. And he, at the end, he said, Father, forgive them. So here's the things that you must not do. And when you don't do them, then maybe love can come through. See, if you don't do those things, and what are they? Judging other people, resenting other people, hating other people, condemning other people, being angry at other people. See, fooling other people, taking advantage of other people, getting even with other people. See, if you didn't do any of those things, then what would you be? Well, you'd, you, wouldn't, you'd, you, you wouldn't have any energy practically to function. You're so used to functioning from resentment and anger and hostility and huffing and puffing and ambition when you would just sit there as a regular person. Well, then what would happen? The truth would begin to dawn. You would begin to see your own wrong. Instead of focusing on other people's wrong, you'd see your own. And if you could be sorry for it, if you could be sorry for your own hatred of your mom or your dad, or your, when you see that they couldn't help themselves, they couldn't help themselves any more than you can help yourself. So forgive, let it go. Let go of your grudge against your poor old dad and your unloved mom. Nobody ever loved your mom. And your dad, somebody heard him when he was a little child. And then you will now want to know the truth and want to not hate people anymore and not resent people anymore. And that qualifies you for God's kingdom, that he will extend his palm. There's a beautiful, beautiful blessing, isn't it? May God hold you in the palm of his hand. Well, you've been goaded into enmity with God. It wasn't your idea. And you come over to his side. And all he wants you to do is be sorry for having hated people and resenting them and so forth. And you come over to his side and in his power, he has the power to hold back the spirit of the world that wants to get inside of you. He has the power to hold it back. And he also has the power to drive it out. And you will become free. And you'll cry a couple of tears when you see how you hated your mom or your dad or whatever. You'll shed some tears and then you'll wipe them away. And then you'll see the sun shining. And the sky is blue, and the world is brighter, and God is in heaven, and now you're on his side, and he is on your side, and he will hold back the forces of darkness. He will hold them back without and within. He'll hold them all back. He'll hold them in abeyance. He'll give you time, plenty of time to recover, to see the things that you have to see, revisit old memories and old angers and old hatreds and see them and let them go. And then you begin to grow as a child of God. It's so beautiful. And that is my wish for you. That is my wish for 
you. As we enter the new year, you should ask yourself, are you helping others or are you too self-seeking? This is Jeremiah Trujillo reminding you to practice cheerfulness which will spread to others. And keep listening to Shedding Shackles. I wanted to take these last few minutes that I have with you today to talk about stress. Can you see that you're born into a system where there's no freedom? All you can do is rebel against one wrong posing as a right and fall into the clutches of another wrong posing often as a right. Then you go back and forth. Eventually you go to extremes and you end up finally not knowing which way to turn. No matter which way you turn, it's wrong. Well, you know what? That's not so bad because you have reached a point where you're ready to consider a real alternative. And it's always been there. And, and how have you known it? You've known it as what you know in your heart. You know it by what you know in your heart. In your heart, you've always known some things, haven't you? But you haven't followed those. Instead, you bowed to the pressure of the world. Well, now all you have to do is yield to the pressure of what you know in your heart. It's a very gentle pressure, isn't it? It's not even a pressure. It's just a knowing. And when you welcome that knowing, the truth, the real truth, then you are saved from the falsity and from the lies and from the system of compulsion and the system of slavery that everyone lives under. So when you know the truth, see the truth, you know it as conscience. That's how you sense the truth. There is a truth. It's a light and it shines. It shines on everything. In the daytime, we have a sun that shines upon everything. And at night, God gives us the moon and the stars and they shine and shed light upon things. And what you need is light shining upon you upon your soul, upon your mind. Do you remember the Christ child at Bethlehem? And there was a star that was shining beautifully. Well, you need to have that light. You need to have that light. And it's always there, and it's always been there, and you've known it as conscience. Now you just need to learn how to find that light so that it's always there, so that your conscience becomes stronger and stronger and stronger. And when you're a friend with conscience, it doesn't feel like conscience anymore, does it? Then it's a friend. Conscience is your friend. The lies, the false comforts, the false securities, which aren't really securities of the world, are not your friends. Conscience is your friend. And then it's a light that shines. So, would you like to find the light that shines? Well, you have to learn how to be still. You have to become still for it. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. 
you must become still. Can you sit still? Can you, when you have a spare moment, go and sit quietly in a chair or on the sofa and close your eyes and look at the inside of your eyelids? And what do you see there? You see light, delicate pixels of light, little twinkling light, little movements of light, a delicate glow of light on the inside of your eyelids. Look at that light. Look at it. And when you look at that light shining upon your mind, now all of those thoughts are gone. All of the doubts and worries and fears and images and memories, they're temporarily gone. And you're sitting quietly in the present, in that beautiful light that you see on the inside of your eyelids. And at the same time, as you're sitting there quietly looking at that delicate glow of light, you can become aware of your right hand, so that your hand begins to tingle just a little bit. Your fingertips tingle just a little bit as you are aware of your hand. And what you're doing is you're extending that light, the delicate glow of that light, the energy of that light through your being down into your hand. And if you begin to do that a little bit every day, you will be closer and closer and closer to what you have always known as conscience, but now you'll know it as a light shining, making everything clear, and restoring you to your real self and pushing back the things of darkness and the doubts and fears and pushing them back. And in this beautiful state of mind, this beautiful blessed state of mind. You must remain and go through your life and now you will be a shining light for the world and you'll be a better mom, a better dad, a better student, a better partner, a better whatever you are. And you'll discover many wonderful things, many of which you can't tell other people, but you will change and you will have a good effect upon others. And life will be sweet and good. Not because I say so, but because that's the way it will be by the grace of God. And now, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. 
Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.